Heavenly Father answers all our prayers. Um, if the goal is happiness, if the goal is truth, and, uh, and it does take courage, it, it takes courage to, to seek truth, guys, it really does. Uh, but until we do, we will never find happiness. We have to find the courage, the faith, to do what's right, whether we accept it or not. Everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Saints Unscripted. We're here with Burgess Owens. We're here for your conversion story. Okay. okay. Um, so maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you're kind of a big deal in the sports world. So you could tell us a little bit about that. And, uh, and then maybe we can just jump right into to how you were introduced to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That works. Sounds good. Uh, first of all, I'll just start off. I, I played with the Raiders, uh, Dave, back when they used to win football games, I think before your time. <laughs> so, so, so big deal. Big deal is all relative, in other words. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, um, but uh, a little bit of history because uh, my history also plays a part in terms of um, the journey uh, toward to uh, being introduced to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And I think the older I become, the more I can look back, I see how much that played and how Heavenly Father really does have a perfect plan for all of us. We just have to be patient and faithful. And uh, it might take a little while to see it all unfold, but it will unfold in time. And that's that's what I'm so excited about. So I grew up in the deep south, Tallahassee, Florida, uh, the days of Jim Crow, KKK uh, segregation, but a remarkably successful, very positive environment, uh, a, a, a community. A community that was very big on, on uh, education, on, on faith, uh, uh, industry, and the family unit. We believed in it very, very strongly, and therefore, 50% of the black community during that time was part of the middle class. So that was the environment I grew up, very hopeful, uh, very ex excited, respectful for elders and, uh, uh, and a flag and, and authority, all those kind of things. <clears throat> Went to the University of Miami. I was the third uh, black American to give us, be given a scholarship at the University of Miami. And I got a biology degree, biology degree there and went on to the Jets, um, played there for seven years. And then my last three years in the league, I played with the, the Oakland Raiders. And, and I, I recognize now that my entire career was all predicated on me getting to the Raiders. Uh, once I got to the Raiders, I had a chance to play with uh, two former BYU uh, teammates. Uh, that was uh, Todd Christensen and Mark Wilson. Uh, and, and it was the three years of getting to know those guys and getting to be friends with them. We find out, I think in time, with spending time with people, you begin to see those things that draw you together, that, that it really doesn't matter, the exterior. And um, in my case, uh, we had children the same age as Todd and Kathy. And because of that, and because of their lifestyle and, and the lifestyle that we believed in at the time, we just spent more time together, became really good friends. And that was the kind of the, 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 the foundation. Let me, let me go back just a little bit. And, and when I talk about the idea of uh, accepting the church and being prepared for, uh, for the tenets and, and, and everything that we, we, buy, we buy into, the conversion process, Mine, I believe, started way back when I was in high school. Uh, again, we were one of the first, um, I, I, was, I was one of the first four to play on my high school team, first four blacks. And if you remember the movie, Remember the Titans, that was kind of my experience. It really? Time, yep. There was a time when two communities were coming together that had no experience with each other, trying to overcome the prejudice of our fathers. And it was a very tumultuous years at the first beginning of it. And, uh, and was, there were good people, though, I was trying to figure out a way for us to kind of learn about each other and, and, and understand who we were. And there was someone my, my junior year 
there was a teacher decided to put together a club. And, you know, we think about clubs now, um, you know, science club, club, biology club, whatever it might be. Uh, well, this club was called the interracial club. So it was a club, yeah, very different. I don't think you find yeah. that anywhere else, anywhere around the country right now. So, yeah. So this club was designed specifically for blacks and white, black and white kids to come together and just do things together. The one thing I do remember we did together was we decided to go to each other's church. So we were invited to go to different people's churches. And, and there's only two churches I remember us visiting. One was I had all my white friends, and we really weren't, we really weren't, we were just, when I say friends, I, I said that loosely. We get to know each other. We didn't spend very much time together like we do today. You know, we think about friendships because uh, we just we just weren't at that point. But we invited this club to go to my Baptist church. And so they all had a chance to come to my Baptist, Black Baptist church and see what we did. And it was one other church we were invited to come to. And it was a, a, a church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Mormons in those days. Uh, what was interesting is I knew nothing about the faith. Uh, and then the teacher came up to me and said, Burgess, listen, we're going to, we're going to go to this church because uh, we've been asked to do that and we want to be fair to everyone. Uh, uh, they're, they're Mormons. Uh, they don't like blacks, but we got your back. <laughs> so so that, that, was, wow. that, that was my introduction to the Mormon church. So, <laughs> so, but but here, here's the deal. What's interesting about that, only thing I remember about that experience is walking up the steps. Don't remember anything about this service. Walking up the steps and at the, at, the, at, the, at the doorway were two young men opening the doors for us and they had little tags on their, on their chest. That's the only thing I remember about that experience. That being said, it was my 10th grade in, um, in high school. Did not have any experiences with members of the church until I went to the Raiders. And as I mentioned, I, I was there for three years and I got a chance to know Todd and, uh, Todd and Kathy and, and Mark and Colleen very well. Here's something else about this, this preparation. The seven years I played with the Raiders and the three years I played with the uh, University of Miami, the locker rooms were always in a big square. So for where I sat with the defensive backs, I could look around across the room and see the quarterbacks, the linebackers. I could see everybody from that one spot. Got to the Raiders, it was a different, different setup. It was done in, in stacks of lockers, if you envision that. So the guys, only guys I could really see would be the ones to my right and left, no, no one else across the way. And it just, ha just so happens that to my right, the Raiders had decided to put Todd and Mark together because they're they members of the church. So like two little missionaries, <laughs> they, were, they were sitting together. Uh, it, it, it didn't matter if the, the positions were different. I mean, Mark was a quarterback, Todd was a receiver, but yet they were put together. And I could watch, look for three years, I could turn to my right and see how they responded to different things. Uh, they were very confident of who they were. Uh, they didn't hide who they were. And, and the way they responded to situations, wins, losses, the whole bit, was attractive, particularly if you remember, you might not remember, the Raiders was, a, was known for being a motley crew. <laughs> this, is a place, this is a place where players who could not get along any place else found a place on the Raiders because it's a second, second chance for so many. So they stood out. The other thing was, of all the teams that could have gone to um, in the NFL, I think it was 30 at the time, this is the only team in the entire NFL that from the plant practice field, you can look, look at the mountains every single day and you see the, 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 the uh, Oakland Temple. So I had a chance to see the Oakland Temple for three consecutive years for six days out of the week. And uh, of course, I got to know a little bit, asked some questions. So that was kind of, I just want to kind of frame the process, frame the beginning of it. And, and what, what uh, I was just talking to my, uh, my, one of my best friends uh, just last night, uh, one of the missionaries, and I'll talk to you about that in a minute, just last night. And we, and we just, we were talking about how special and unique our coming together was and uh it all happened within four weeks from beginning to end and and it was a time where we realized that lord the lord has his hands all over it 
And, it, and it's always this case, it's always the case. I move here to this area and, and I move into a place that's right next door, my next door neighbor, who I found out a couple months later is the first cousin of my missionary, who's now my, one of my best friends. And so, so Lyle and I were able to get back, back together again real quickly. So just, just understand, for those who listen to me, there is a perfect plan. Sometimes we don't understand it. Sometimes we get very frustrated. Sometimes it gets kind of lonely, but just have the faith, hang in there, because in the end, we win. At the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. You, you, you stay close to the Lord, and in the end, we win. So, okay. So how, how did this whole thing kind of start in, in place? I played with the Raiders for three years, and it's interesting. It was I was with a team that was winning. I was a starter on my team. I was respected by the league, making some relative good income, had a young family. Everything from the outside was perfect, but there's always something inside that we're missing if we don't if we don't put it, fill it with the right thing. And so the last, by last year, we, we as a family started looking around for something to make sure that uh, my oldest daughter at the time was three years old, that she had something that we can, we can kind of give her some parameters with. And we looked around this whole summer, looked around for different churches, didn't find anything to was satisfied with, and uh, came back to, to, to report to camp. And that was the year of a, of a strike, and I was a player rep. So actually, I was on the East Coast most of the time, uh, we're, we're not we're not playing during the season, and I decided to go out to uh, Elk, Oakland around the time of Thanksgiving to, to give a, 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 a report to the players. So we did that, and I had a choice when I was there. Uh, Todd asked me to come to, to Thanksgiving dinner. Another buddy of mine did the same. I went to Todd's place, and I remember sitting down at the table and at the, the knock on the door, and we went to the door, and these two young men came in. And uh, I was at that time just really getting into learning names. I was, I was getting into sales. I wanted to learn how to, how to remember names. And I remember saying specifically to them, say, you know what, guys, it's going to be so easy to remember your first name. It's both elder. What, what, how cool is that? And they, 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 they laugh like you are right now. And, um, and, and uh, of course, I called them elder from that point on. But um, we did not talk about the church at all that night at, at that Thanksgiving dinner. After dinner, we went downstairs in the fireplace and just started talking about our country manhood, family, uh, uh, how, you know, conservatism, all those kind of things, which I have a big heart for. And I remember being so impressed with these young people, these young men, because they were 10 years younger than me. And yet I was getting so much information out of them in a little bit of time we were talking. I had no idea that we were basically talking about the gospel of Jesus Christ, <laughs> but they sure did sound pretty smart to me, right? They were just hitting all the right answers. So as it worked out, uh, this was the end of November, a couple of weeks later, we started just getting together with them and, and asking questions, uh, went through the whole process. We were, we were an elder's dream. We were the couple that they said, listen, let's get together in two more days. And we said, no, let's get together tomorrow. <laughs> so, so literally within a month's time, we were, we were, we were committed. We decided to get, to get baptized. And here, here comes the big, the big problem, the, the big time. There's always going to be an issue when you make a great big decision. And I started questioning whether lack of priesthood years before was a problem or not. And I was having a hard time getting through it. Ended up going to a, um, a dinner with the missionary president. And he knew what we were going through, but he, he didn't talk about it at all. He just turned to us and said, it's interesting the way the Lord works. He gives you enough to take the first step. He has to take the second step on faith. And that one statement was enough to, to get me to take this next move. And we went ahead and got baptized December 31st at 10 p.m. in 1982. And I always wondered, 10 p.m., that doesn't sound right. That's kind of weird. Who does that at New Year's <laughs> Eve? 
Well, I found out when I rented my older here, Lyle Beecher, that uh, we did because we had a late practice. We had an early morning to get out to, to L.A. To, to play a game. And that was the best time to get it done. So we we get we got it done. We had it was a, the place was packed with Oakland, uh, Oakland uh, uh, Saints, to say the least. And it was actually getting once I got home, even though I didn't have all the answers at that time, I got home. I was given a calling to work with 14 year old kids. And that was that was my that was that was my turning. That was my conversion. Learning to preparing for my talks and my lessons with the kids was what got me, gave me my testimony of the Book of Mormon. Uh, Joseph Smith is a prophet and the Church of Jesus Christ uh, is, the, is the true church on, on this earth. So it's been a really remarkable journey for me. It's been over 36 years now. Uh, I'm here now because I raised my kids, uh, all six kids uh, uh, in the church. Uh, and my, my only deal with them is they started leaving home in Philadelphia, which you can look at any place across the country as long as you start off the first year in Utah because I wanted to have a soft landing. I wanted to come out to at least be in an environment where <laughs> what we were teaching them was, was, was available. And uh, they all decided to stay. And about eight years ago, realized, you know, these kids aren't coming back to Philadelphia. So we decided to join them. And it's been the greatest move uh, that I've ever made. It's, 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 it, feels like, it feels like home. It feels like the environment I grew up in, the, the values I grew up in. And uh, it's just nice to be, uh, to be able to, to actually leave Salt Lake City, go out and do what I have to do anywhere across the country and come back and get a recharge every time I come back home. So it's kind of a cool thing. And it's uh, been a good, good journey and it's one I'm excited about. And I uh, look forward to all my, all my kids now here, 14 grandkids are here. So uh, the generations of Owens will be here at Salt Lake for a long, long time. I look forward to that. So how long ago was that move? Uh, it was about oh, seven, seven years ago, pretty much going okay. on eight. Yeah, so it's been a while. And, uh, and all the kids within 35, 40 minutes of homes of, of me. So it's kind of a cool thing. That's great. So I guess one question I have would be, uh, could, you, could you name something that really resonated with you about the church early on that really kind of stopped you in your tracks and made you think, I need piece to take cake. this a little more seriously? No, piece of cake. And, and that's the thing, as a convert, sometimes for, for those who've grown, grown up in church, there's truths that we accept, we embrace, that, that we take for granted and we shouldn't. Uh, I just happened to six years before uh, I saw the gospel, showing the gospel, I lost my mom. And it was, a, it was mom was the center of our, of our, of our home. She was the, the, uh, the place everybody went to, that, uh, to, to, to get information what's what's going on. And I had a lot of questions, obviously, when she passed away. And when I found out that families could be together forever, that being one, it made sense that everyone should have the opportunity to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, not just those who, who are blessed to live in, in the right country where they have opportunity and freedom to, to, to do those things. It, 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 the continuity, the reasons why we're here, matter of fact, the questions that came down to where do we come from, why are we here, and where we're going, as simple as those questions are, believe me, most people have no idea how to answer that. Uh, the, way, the way I would have answered in the past before the church, is the same way I, I answered the question when I was sitting up in my bedroom at 12 years old, look at the Milky Way and wonder, where does this universe end? And then the question, what happens after that? You have no idea. So you just quit. You stop thinking about it because it makes it, it gives you it gives you a headache trying to figure a way out <laughs> for that. So the answers that come through the gospel of Jesus Christ are answers that we can embrace, that make sense, and it gives us hope and gives us a, a, a place that we know we can actually work hard to continue to, to strive to be there. I cannot wait to be with my parents again. I mean, it's nice to know, I have no question where they are and the fact that I'll be with them one day. And that's, 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 a, that's a very nice thing to, to have as we go through life and every, every one of us will experience loss at some time. We know it's gonna happen, 
but it's also know there's a, another place once we leave here. So a lot of people right now are where you were <clears throat> right before you joined the church. They're, they're in that position where they're looking for something to fill that, that gap inside <laughs> of them with. Um, and they're not sure exactly where to look. And some of them may be looking into the church. Um, but that's a, that's a scary thing to do. I mean, it takes a lot of courage sometimes to, to join a faith or to convert from one faith to another faith. Yeah. What, uh, what counsel or what advice would you give to them having been there? Heavenly Father answers all, answers all our prayers. Um, if the goal is happiness, if the goal is truth, and, uh, and it does take courage. It, it takes courage to, to seek truth, guys. It really does. Uh, but until we do, we will never find happiness. We have to find the courage, the faith, to do what's right, whether it's accepted or not. And thank goodness we live in a country, like, unlike others, who we have the freedom to actually follow our faith. We just have to overcome what other people say and not worry about what other people say. The great thing about the, the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is that we have a personal connection with the Heavenly Father. That all you have to do is ask Him in your most, the most sincere heart, ask Him. And that's what I did. Um, I remember staying up 4 o'clock at night uh, because I, and, uh, I couldn't figure out what the answers were. And, uh, and, and I didn't have a testimony of the Book of Mormon at the time, so I just, I just didn't have the answers. But that one statement, the Lord will give you enough to take the first step. He asked you to take the second step on faith. That's what I needed. And He'll give you, wherever you are in this process, He'll give you just what you need if you ask Him with sincere faith, with a sincere heart, and you really have the courage to take the answer he gives you. He will lead you back to him because that's what he wants. That's his, that's his greatest joy is that we have an opportunity to be with him and that we accept the fact that he loves us the way he does. So we just have to do our part, have the courage uh, to seek truth and that to seek, seek, seek that North Star. And I love that, that pattern you outline of God will give you enough to take the first step, then the next step is on faith. And I don't think that ends, right? Like even after being in the church for decades, there's always a step to take that's going to be based off of faith until, you know, we die and we're in the afterlife and we, there are probably still steps of faith. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's, that's such a great point to make, David. It really is. I was actually thinking about that this morning. I, I've gotten a habit for years now to read the scriptures every morning. And it's interesting to read the Book of Mormon every year. And yet every year... <laughs> There's something new. I mean, it's like it's like it's like starting all over again. It's not like it's not like a movie. You know, we see movies, and after a while, four or five times is enough. We read enough. We can get it all. This is something that because of what we need at the time, and that's what happened just this morning. What we need at the time, things are opening up. Say, so, wow, I didn't realize that before now. So he's given us a, a pattern. He's given us a tool. Uh, he's given us uh, his words that we can read, and it's the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. If, if I can say one thing that I've come to understand is the most important ask that we can ask for, ask for the Spirit to be with us. If we do that and we work hard, and if we start to feel that it's not, look at ourselves, look at what we're doing, look at what we're looking at, all the things we can, 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 can do to, to tweak it. Because, boy, it's nothing like having His Spirit with us because we know we get the right answers, we get clarity, we get faith, we get hope, we get courage, all those things. Uh, so... If you ask for that and just do your best, your very, very best, he'll, he'll do the rest. And that's, that's all we can do. Thank you so much for that, Burgess. Do you have any final thoughts for people? Or I'll just say this. Uh, this life goes in a twinkle of an eye. <laughs> I now know that as I watch my kids grow up, 
And by the way, what man, if you're in that age where kids are at home, that's a sweet spot. Please enjoy it. Take your time and, and, and take it all in because it goes way too fast. At the end of the day, we come to the end of our life. And what does our life mean is our legacy of what impact we've had on other people. If we can make sure our kids have at least the foundation of knowing where they can go when they really do want it, when they really do need it. If you've done that part, that's your legacy. And, uh, and at the end of the day, we know that uh, because of this gospel, that this is not the end that we have another phase to go to and it just gets better and better as we're closer with him. So I'm excited about that. I'm so thankful uh, for those examples I had, my, my, my missionary teammates and, uh, and my missionary friend that actually showed me and asked those questions I had to ask, ask at, this, at the time. So I'm appreciate that for sure. That's so awesome. Burgess, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for your story. Uh, I hope it inspires people around the world as they see it. And um, where can people contact you if they have questions, if they're, if they're in, a, in an investigating period? If you go to BurgessOwens.com, uh, you can always reach me there. That's my website. You can always reach me there. Uh, I tell you, and I love speaking and talking about the gospel, uh, inter- uh, uh, asking questions. Uh, so please feel free, BurgessOwens.com. There's a way to reach out to me there, and I would love to take part in whatever progress you're going through to give my voice, uh, my my inspiration, that if I have that, and and, uh, and my conversion story for sure, because that uh, that's what it's all about, sharing that with each other. Yep, definitely. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you so much for joining us, Burgess Owens. Thank you, Dave. Take care, buddy. We'll talk to you, you later. Too. Talk to you later.